Thank you for listening to your favorite team's Locked On podcast. In the following special bonus episode, our experts reveal your team's first pick in this year's draft as part of our ultimate NFL mock draft special, along with trades and reactions to each pick. Afterwards, check out the rest of the opening round episodes on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. All part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On's 2023 NFL Mock Draft Special, the most comprehensive mock draft with local and national experts providing insight and analysis you can't get anywhere else. Don't miss a single pick as we discuss where the future stars of the NFL will call home. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the 2023 Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special, the most comprehensive mock draft You'll find it's even bigger this year. Six episodes. Welcome to episode two of this series, taking you through the entire first round of the NFL draft and beyond with unparalleled insight from the war room of all 32 teams. Thanks to the local experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't worry if your team doesn't select in the first round. You won't be left out. We'll be getting to those picks beyond round one soon enough. And uh, throughout this entire special, the six episode special you'll hear from all 32 of our nfl hosts all of the college hosts and the draft dudes as well standing by in the locked on nfl scouting war room as well as damian parson hanging out in the locked on nfl draft war room and of course us your hosts i am brian peacock nfl analyst and co-host of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show and Locked On 49ers. Here with me, my co-host for Peacock and Williamson, that would be former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Uh, super fun episode one, pumped for episode two here, Matt. Yeah, no doubt. This is a blast. And again, I'm always blown away by the, the scope of the whole thing, the entire Locked On network, the, uh, the the knowledge of all these hosts have on their individual teams. And Let's dig in, man. I mean, I think it's starting to get interesting now. We've got three quarterbacks off the board, and it's a little chalky for the first episode, but that's how the top the drafts go. Yeah, super interesting. And speaking of knowledge, we've got Keith Sanchez with us this year at the Anchor Desk Team Scout for the LSU Tigers championship team and one half of Locked On NFL Draft. Uh, a little scintillating start here to episode two with pick number six. We already know now, and we got it from word of mouth, Matt Derry, the host of Locked On Lions, has this pick for sale, Keith. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. And that's just what we talked about right here. Come the fireworks, man. And I think we're going to see a lot of movement from teams, teams um, identifying their guy, wanting to jump into the top 10 and select their guy and then, you know, move on. Right. That's that's part of this process. Are we thinking quarterback here? Could the Lions go quarterback? Could a team trade up for quarterback? Matt, I know you're not as big of a fan of Will Levis, so I'll go to Keith. Will Levis, is he worth a top six pick in the NFL draft? Ah, man, I'm, I'm not sure. And, and especially if I'm the Detroit Lions, I don't think it helps you, right? Like Dan Campbell was a feel-good story last year, right? Because they finished the season good. But listen, you cannot go into next year and have the same 7-10 and 10 season or you may not be there the year after, right? So they have to get players that can immediately help them. You feel comfortable with Jared Goff at quarterback. This defense was one of the worst defenses in NFL history. Man, find some guys defensively that can come right in help your team, and then hopefully you can take over and beat uh, the Kings of the North. For those of you who listened to episode one, you know that Matt Williamson uh, thinks that the best player on the board is Jalen Carter. There might be reasons why he's not selected this high. So, Matt, do you have another player that you'd like for the Lions if they're not able to trade this pick? 
I do. Uh, I would be highly if, if Carter's not for you, and trust me, he's for me. I, I, and I don't know him. I mean, if, if, if that's a problem for you, so be it. I think it comes down to the two corners on the board. Do you prefer Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, or do you prefer Devin Witherspoon from Illinois? They just traded Jeff Okuda to Atlanta. They did sign two corners, none of, neither which are number one type guys. So that would be the direction I went if it's not Carter. But for me, it would be Carter. Well, the pick is in, and it looks like even though he tried, Matt Derry, the host of Locked On Lions, was not able to trade the sixth election in the Locked On NFL mock draft special. So here we go to pick number six, Matt Derry of Locked On Lions. With the number six pick in the Locked On Podcast Network NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select Kalijah Kansi, interior defensive lineman from the University of Pittsburgh. Kansi is just a monster and, a, and, and really a disruptor in the middle. It's something that fits the mold with his high motor and with his effort and just his aggressiveness on the interior of Brad Holmes and head coach Dan Campbell for the Lions. Remember, it was many years ago that the Lions passed on the undersized Aaron Donald out of Pitt to take Eric Ebron. They won't pass on Cansey. Bit of a surprise for some people that they take him at number six, but Kalijah Cansey fitting a need for the Lions on the interior of that defensive line is a three technique and an interior defensive lineman is now headed to Detroit to play alongside Aleem McNeil, Isaiah Bugs and those guys with the Lions. Kalijah Kansi at number six to Detroit. Whoo, okay. Did not see that one coming. Kalijah Kansi out of pit at number six. And you can see why Matt Derry, if he loves Kansi, wanted to trade down in the draft and maybe get him a little bit later where most people project him. Matt, you are from the area. You've seen a lot of pit football. What do you think of Kalijah Kansi? Is he the next Aaron Donald? Uh, no, no, he's not. <laughs> I, mean, I think Aaron Donald's the best defensive player I've probably ever seen. Um, so that's not fair. Uh, poor guy's an underside D tackle from Pitt, where I spent three years on the staff. So trust me, I am rooting for Mr. Cansey. I would not consider him in the first half of the first round, period. I mean, he's undersized. But the thing people don't talk about him is he has very short arms, too. I mean, he wins with quickness, leverage, and there is a role for him. But it's not an every down role. And he's very different than the defensive tackles the Lions have now. Keith mentioned this earlier. This should be a very defensive-heavy draft for the Lions, and they have a lot of draft capital. This is just too early for this player for me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah now I'm going to jump right in there, man, because when you think of Kalaja Kansi, it's the upside plays, right? It, it's the plays that you mm-hmm. see flash across Sports Center, but sometimes we know that the game-winning plays, right, are the, are the, the first and tens, and you run the ball for four yards to get it to second and six, keep the offensive on schedule. And I think for Kalaja Kansi, I'm not sure if he can be on the field on first downs, right? And so now you talk about from a roster management perspective, you have to draft another defensive tackle still. You have to draft a run-stopping defensive tackle to complement this guy. And we've seen designated pass rushers for edge guys. This may be one of the first times we've seen a designated pass rusher for interior defensive lineman go this high in a draft, maybe ever. So um, I'm shocked is, is, is quite an understatement uh, to see Kalaja Kansi go this high. I mean, the tape is fun. He's a really productive player, super athletic. You better be athletic if you're going to be that undersized at a position. Uh, A lot of times when we see someone who jumps into the lineup as a a situational pass rusher on the interior, they're a player that can play outside on early downs. He's 280 pounds. Keith, can he play uh, an edge role maybe on early downs? Yeah, and, and, and the thing is this, you're drafting him to do that, to play the edge 
on first downs, right? Just because the, the size probably fits a little bit more. But then you also, is he going to get after the quarterback? Is he explosive enough to beat offensive tackles, right? Because that's a different level of athleticism uh, when you're talking about playing defensive end versus defensive tackle. And like I continue to say, you still have to draft a starting level defensive tackle to play that defensive tackle when he's playing defensive end. So from a roster perspective, it, it gets kind of muddy. It's weird. You're talking about running in different personnels. Um, so it's a lot to kind of compensate for Kalaja Kansas. And as Matt pointed out, the, the length might be a problem on the edge as yep. well. And, and usually those guys on the edge that, that come inside have a little bit more length and, and arm length and are able to hold up on the edge against those albatross arms of the offensive tackles they're going up against. So the first big shock of our mock draft here, pick number six in the Detroit Lions. We need to see what the reaction is from our locked on war room as they found, found out about that pick. Oh, Pick. Oh my God! In fairness, every oh, draft the always has a pick like this. So this is shocking. Gives me Cleveland Farrell vibes, 2019, where we're all like WTF. Wow. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. I had Way multiple people. Yeah, I have talked early. to multiple people today that that we discussed what would happen if Kalijah Kansi got to 23 and if yeah. someone would trade up with me for him, that's what I, we thought that was. I will, I always will, I will like be this. honest that I was one of those teams. Kalijah Kansi yeah, was, was one of those people. <laughs> yeah. That Kalijah Kansi was my top defensive tackle on the board for the saint system. And uh, if he would have been there at 23, I already had a, a potential deal worked out with Luke, unless somebody else was ready to beat it, uh, to move up. I thought maybe I would be disappointed once 22 rolled around or something like that, like something in that range. And he got, and he got scooped up considering the Detroit lions also have a pick at 18 in this draft. Uh, I thought maybe I'd be disappointed then. I, I, I think I'm less disappointed now that he went top six. Cause at least I know I had my eyes on a top 10 prospect. <laughs> no, no way is... you going for Jalen Carter. There's yeah, no this way. This is an absolutely scratching decision. In this fairy tale land, you, you had a top 10 pick. Yes. We're, we're talking <laughs> about a defensive tackle with sub 31 inch arms going number six overall. Yep. Over Jalen Carter, who they, might be the best they, player in the class, they're believing. Is that, this real Aaron. life? That's hey, this is stop wild. Bring, stop bringing up Jalen Carter's Aaron name, Donald, guys. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna forget. Stop mentioning Who's got them. the gas mask? Stop the mentioning. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because everyone likes Kalaja Kansi, but a little, little too high. Yeah. Not quite here is what they're saying. And it sounds like there might be some hosts that are angling for the other tackle in the class that we expected to be the first defensive tackle off the board in this mock draft. Uh, I want to hear about Kalijah Kansi from the host of Lockdown Pit, who is standing by Nick Faribault. Hey everyone, Nick Faribault of the Lockdown Pit podcast here to break down Kalijah Kansi defensive tackle from Pitt. When you look at Kansi, an athletic freak that teams will really have to work with. Why? Because his arm length is only 30 and 5 eighths inches. He's 6'1", 283, but his athleticism is literally an outlier from any other defensive tackle except for one fellow pit defensive tackle, Aaron Donald. The measurables are all there. Is he an Aaron Donald clone? Probably not, but he's got good power. He's got really good agility. He's got potential to move out potentially to the edge because of his agility. A 6.82 three cone would have been the best at the combine. Actually, would have been the best defensive tackle three cone ever recorded, according to Mock Draftable. On to Damian Parson, the host of Locked On NFL Draft. The Detroit Lions selecting defensive tackle Kalaja Kansi to improve their pass rush. I'm a little out on this pick as well, similar to the reasons for the last pick. Jalen Carter is still on the board. 
And I'm telling you, unless you know things that no one else knows that this and you got a crystal ball that says this guy is not going to make it due to character maturity issues. I cannot foresee a reason to to select Kalaja Kansi over Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is a better player. Kalaja Kansi is a pass rush specialist to me that, yes, he uses his leverage and he is strong uh, when it turns out handling one-on-one blocks. But, man, for this defense I, I have concerns of how they're going to stop the run with the Kalaja Kansi right in the middle of their defense, playing that defensive tackle, especially if you're going to play him day one on all three downs. So, yeah, I, I like the talent. I like Kalaja Kansi. I just don't see the fit here. So I am out on the Detroit Lions selecting Kalaja Kansi with the sixth pick in the draft. Good point there by Nick Farabaugh of Locked On Pit that you know certain teams might be okay with outliers where other teams might not. And Keith, can you recall an NFL draft that had this many outliers? We've already seen two in the first six picks. No, I can't. And you think about it, it's it's every position, right? You think about it, this is the outlier. This is the outlier. Bryce Young, you're talking to Kalaja Kansi, and then they're even outliers when it comes to, you know, the cornerbacks and the safeties. It's just, man, it's, this draft is so tricky. And we talked about it right in, in episode one of, of this uh, mock draft was that, you know, there, there are a limited amount of blue chip prospects. And then after that, my strategy would be just simply mitigating risks, right? Find starters, find guys that I think can contribute to my, my uh, roster. And clearly, Kalaja Kansi is athletic and, and productive, Matt. What, do, do you remember what it was like when Aaron Donald was at Pitt? Did Kalaja Kansi play to that level? Uh, I don't well enough, to be honest with you, because I was not, I didn't overlap with AD when I was at Pitt. I'm much older than that. Uh, I was there with Larry Fitzgerald, who was pretty good in his own right for the Panthers, but Donald was more dominant. Donald, what I can say about Donald, and trust me, I see him down at the facility from time to time. He's much more physically imposing. Like, you walk past him and you're like, wow, that dude is rocked up. He's more powerful. I feel bad for Kansi. I mean, as I kind of mentioned, Lawrence Taylor is the only defensive player that I think I've seen that I would put over Aaron Donald. I mean, that comparison is going to come time and time again. It's just unfair. In, in a lot of ways, uh, the, a trailblazer was Aaron Donald to allow someone like Kalaja right. to be talked about as a, as a potential high even first-round pick, as he was in this mock draft. I mean, as Matt mentioned, they took Eric Ebron over him. And, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it took the senior bowl to really put Donald on the map. And it's funny, is a lot of people had similar reactions to what we just saw when Aaron Donald was selected. He's like, no, nah, he's too right, small. Right. His tape was just too good, and he was too freaky. Yeah, but you, you can't go chasing ghosts, right? Like, you can't try right. to, you know, make up for what you did. And be like, man, we messed up Aaron Donald and Aaron Ebron, so we're going to take Elijah Kansi this time. I think that's the only tough part because we're talking about a, a one-off, right? Aaron Donald, University of Pitt, you know, undersized, becomes the best possibly NFL defensive player ever. Like we, you know, we, that's a tough standard to kind of follow. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that is rough. Up next, the Raiders are on the clock here, uh, but I'm hearing the Locked On War Room is trying to wheel and deal Ooh. with your boy Q. What's the asking price here? I mean, what you got, man? <laughs> I've, got, I've, got 10, I've got 10, 30, I've got 62, and I've got a third. 
Y'all sound like y'all buying a stolen TV at the barbershop. Hey, the back. I know. <laughs> you, you came in straight up with the back alley, which you got. Guys, man. guys, guys. <laughs> I was just saying, don't mention Jalen Carter and do not let Louie trade up for Jalen Carter, please. I might have to scrap our trade. I'm going to get boned on this because Louie and I have a handshake agreement on the tap pick. <laughs> hey, yeah, it, was only, <laughs> it, was only, it was only the legal tampering period. So what's the offer? Handshakes are just handshakes. Uh would you do 10? Um, let's see. Would you do 10, 62? Or do you want both? Like, would a first, a second, and like a. Mm, trying to think here. A one, yeah, a give, two. Me some, give me something good, man. Do something good All for right. your country. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you, the, I'll give you my 10th overall pick. I'll give you 62 in the second round. Um, and I'll give you a fourth next year. Man, Dundale Records. It's yours, homeboy. Right. Wow. All right. Hold oh, on. My goodness. Yes. Trades oh, in the trade. top 10. Let's go. We Bring never back do the this whole Georgia these. defensive line from last yes. year. I love it. We get to see how the trade sausage is made, too. Yeah, that was awesome. One with that little negotiation with Q and Louie from uh, Locked On Raiders and Locked On Eagles, respectively. So we've got a new team on the clock, guys, at pick number. Doesn't even counter. Come on, Q. You could have turned that fourth into a third. Yeah, I, I would have tried with something, right? I would have tried to get the other first round. They're like, "Look, man, just give me the other first round pick because the Eagles had two. It was it was a strong offer though. He was it right was. at chart value, I think, for that pick. So I think this one makes sense for both teams. Who you coming up for is the question. We will find that out next with the Philadelphia Eagles now on the clock. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays, they're all back. And there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet doesn't win. And not only Major League Baseball every day all summer long, but we've got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and of course, the NFL. I know it's not in NFL season, but NFL futures, who the next MVP, coach of the year, uh, who will win the next Super Bowl. And of course, those tasty NFL draft props at FanDuel Sportsbook. So don't miss out and don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. We just had a big shakeup, an interesting pick at six, and now a trade at seven. The Philadelphia Eagles have moved up from 10 to seven with the Raiders, and they are now on the clock, and the pick is in. Louis DiBiase, the host of Locked On Eagles, with the selection. Who'd they move up for? With the seventh overall pick in the 2023 Locked On NFL Mock Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. Carter slipped down the board due to off-the-field reasons. There is risk to this pick, but Carter, at his top potential, might be the most talented player in this draft, regardless of position. The Eagles love to take pass-rushing defensive linemen, whether it's on the edge or at tackle. That could be Carter 
in this defense, pairing him back up with his former teammate at Georgia, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, and his former teammate at linebacker, Nicobe Dean. The thought process here, hey, that 2021 Georgia defense, one of the best in college football history. Let's recreate that in Philadelphia. Moving up from 10 to 7, the Eagles give up that 10th pick, their second round selection, and a 2024 fourth round pick. The Eagles already don't have a lot of draft picks in this draft, so they go with quality over quantity. Maybe now we'll trade down from 30 to recoup some future assets. I'm Louis DiBiase for Lockdown Eagles. Jalen Carter, the selection at seventh overall. Okay, there's your guy, Matt. Uh, Jalen Carter, he was clearly the best player left on the board. And uh, I think the Eagles is a perfect fit and a team that can assume that risk. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the best roster in the league, get the best player in the draft. They still have another first-round pick, as you know, Louie mentioned there, too. What he didn't mention is, first of all, he can go hang out with his Georgia teammates. That makes that acclimation process much easier. N'Kobe Dean was considered a big-time leader on that defense. But the other thing, hey, Fletcher Cox, you're going to hang out with Jalen Carter every day. <laughs> Just hey, and Teach him what it's like to be a pro and what is there for him. It's a phenomenal move for the Eagles. Keith, you like this selection for the Eagles? And what makes Jalen Carter the best player by a lot of people's accounts in this draft? Yeah, this has been the, probably the best pick of the draft thus far, right? Even if they, even though the Eagles had to move up, I mean, we talk about the situations. I don't even think, like we mentioned the Eagles a little bit, but, you know, when you really think about the in-depth part of it, right? You're talking about the deep, the veteran defensive linemen that they have, the, the two former Georgia football players that they have on their team, right? Like, it's just a perfect situation that if you had any concerns about a guy with, you know, character concerns, putting him with veteran defensive linemen in his, his position room and then also putting him with teammates that have – acclimated well to the NFL, it just makes all the perfect sense, man. And you're talking about Jalen Carter. You're talking about a, a guy that you're getting an elite-level physical profile that when he's on, he is all the way on. Uh, pairing him up with Jordan Davis, we've seen what that was in 2021, right? And it, it creates havoc. So I, I, I like the pick. I think it's a slam dunk slam dunk pick, home run, whatever sport you want to pick, is I, I, I'm all in on it. Yeah, I love the Giants, Washington, Dallas. You just hated that. And even your Niners probably hate that. Anyone wants to compete in the NFC, that's that's the last thing you want to see. Yeah, this is. I was gonna say this is simply how the good team, good teams stay good, right? Like just drafting good football players, man, and you you take calculated risks, but then you also know that you have a good roster and you have the situations to bring along those players that may come along with some risk. Yeah, and it's what you've done in the past to put yourself in a position to assume that risk. You already have a really good football team. If he busts, it's not going to ruin your franchise. You have players in place that are leaders that can, uh, you know, that, that can mentor him. So, yeah. you know, you have to credit Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles for, for putting together a situation, having those extra draft picks, because it's not just that they drafted a guy who fell to them because of off-field concerns. They had to trade up to get him. So it's not just a first-round pick. It's extra picks that they traded him. So absolutely some risk here but the the one team with the best fit probably and the team with the with the easiest path to assume that risk if Jalen Carter burns them on the other end. I want to hear more about Jalen Carter from Locked On Bulldogs host Daniel Monroe. What is up, everybody? Daniel Monroe from the Locked On Bulldogs podcast talking about Jalen Carter, interior defensive lineman from the University of Georgia. I think everybody knows the name Jalen Carter. And um, sadly, the most notable thing about Jalen Carter 
is what's happened since the national championship game. The way that uh, the things that have happened off the field with the tragedy in Athens and the way that all of that legal situation has potentially tarnished his image and tarnished his draft stock. But if you want to talk about Jalen Carter, the football player, this is, in my opinion, the best defensive player in this draft class without question. He has got freakish pass rush rush skills. He's got uh, elite strength and incredible run-stopping ability. He's a three-down defensive tackle in the NFL for a long time. Uh, any team would be incredibly lucky to have him. Uh, not only the maybe the top talent in the 2023 draft, but even better than his teammates that were first round picks on that same line in Georgia from the 2022 draft. Uh, Damian Parson, what are your thoughts on Jalen Carter, the prospect, co-host of Locked On NFL Draft? The Philadelphia Eagles move up for their guy a blue chip elite type of prospect in Jalen Carter, pairing him up with his Georgia Bulldog uh, dog uh, teammates in uh, Nicobe Dean at linebacker and Jordan Davis at defensive tackle and nose tackle as well. And as I've said in the past two selections, when you look at Jalen Carter and what he means and what he brings to a defensive line, this is an elite caliber prospect, athletic, powerful length, Motor. He plays with a nasty streak as well. He sets uh, good. He sets you know good leverage in the run game, but also being so disruptive in the pass game, being able to take on double teams and win one on one. They motion him around and move him on, on the edge, and he stood up and rushed off the edge before. But you see the bending ability, the agility to able to work around as a twist in twists and stunts, man. So for me, I think this is a home run move for the Philadelphia Eagles. We are to pick number eight in the Locked On NFL Mock Draft special. That means it's the Atlanta Falcons on the clock and Aaron Freeman, the host of Locked On Falcons, to make this selection uh, they've already added a cornerback recently but still some of the best players in this draft are corners uh, guys uh, who do you like for the Falcons here at pick number eight after Jalen Carter just uh, went off the board at pick number seven Keith is there is there a player you like for the Falcons in a, in a fit here at this portion of the draft I th- I'm seriously considering offensive line, man. This is a team that wants to run a football under the head coach, Arthur Smith, right? Like we know that he come from the Tennessee Titans where they had Derrick Henry. So I will go offensive line. I know I have another Georgia Bulldog who's everyone is not as high on, but I really like, and that's offensive tackle Broderick Jones. This is a guy that I think has left tackle, left guard positional versatility. Um, He plays with the tenacious just nastiness as a football player and he also has what I look for in every offensive lineman especially offensive tackle range as a blocker man he's a really good athlete he can get out there in his pass set so I think they should go offensive line and try to solidify um, things up front so they can run the football at will Matt are the Falcons in a in a spot with their roster where they just sit there and say who's best player available let's not worry too much about position possibly I mean they're still a ways away without question um, the appeal of, you know, your choice of offensive linemen in this draft would be appealing to me as well. I, I think there's a run on those guys coming here real soon. These next five or six teams could all use offensive linemen. But they've been really aggressive with their defense, too. I mean, I'm not the biggest Lucas Van Ness fan. I like uh, Miles Murphy. I'd consider those guys. But I think the two best players on defense on the board are the two corners, Gonzalez and Witherspoon. You guys didn't mention quarterback. Will Levis, or are you going to roll with Desmond Ritter? I'm doing one more year, Ritter, and just see what that looks like. 
Yeah, and, and if I really want to shake up the NFL community, I'm going B. John Robinson right oh, here. Ooh, that's a great okay. fit, actually. Okay. I like it. Well, let's see if Aaron Freeman shakes up the community. The pick is in Aaron Freeman, the host of Locked On Falcon. With the eighth pick in the Locked On podcast mock draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Oregon cornerback Christian Gonzalez. Hello, I'm Aaron Freeman, host of Locked On Falcons. And with this selection, the Falcons get the top cornerback in the draft. And what I like about Gonzalez is he's big, he's fast, he's smooth. And I'm looking forward to the friendly competition between him and A.J. Terrell, vying to see who is the top dog in the Falcons secondary. And it's only going to make both of those players better moving forward. The Falcons defense has been a weakness for many years. And that should all end thanks to a defensive backroom that now features Gonzalez, Terrell, Jesse Bates, Richie Grant to form what may be one of the best secondaries in the NFL for many years to come. For more Falcons draft coverage, follow Locked On Falcons on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Christian Gonzalez is the selection, the first cornerback off the board in the 2023 Locked On mock draft special. And guys, when you've got as much talent they have and some serious size now and athleticism at cornerback, um, the, the question is, how does he fit? Does he roll right into the starting spot? And was Gonzalez the best corner in this draft? Matt, I'll go to you first with with part of that question. Um, Okuda was was just traded to the Falcons, but he's you know, he's only got one year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. You can sit Gonzalez until he's ready. He comes in. He's the starter year two. You can do a one, two, three situation. Um, but clearly, cornerback is a, has been a huge need for the Falcons, something they're attacking this offseason. Yeah, they're, they're past defense, starting with the pass rush, as well as the coverage players besides Terrell have been a problem now for a couple of years. So I have no qualms with the pick. I honestly don't even care how it fits on week one. Maybe one of these guys plays out of place a little bit in the slot. You know, having three quality, talented corners is an item that every team wants. So I'm cool with this pick. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in and say this, right? What's better than two man-to-man corners? Three man-to-man corners, right? Because <laughs> right, right. we spend a lot of time in nickel, man. And you figure it out, right? That's why we have training camps to figure out, man, you know, where does everybody fit, right? What personnel packages are we talking about? Who plays in a slot? It may be A.J. AJ Terrell, right? And Jeffrey Okuda and Christian Gonzalez play on the outside, which if you ask me rolling into the 2023 NFL season and I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan, am I, am I happy about that? And I say, heck yeah, I am. So I think it's really good. Um, I know you mentioned, uh, Brian, about Christian Gonzalez versus, you know, the field and who I think is the best cornerback. I think this is the best cornerback, man. I think this is the most fluid. I think he's the most smooth. I think he has ball skills. Everything transitions well. And the most difficult thing thing to do is play man-to-man, and I think he does that effortlessly. I'm a Devon Witherspoon guy myself out of Illinois. I think he's the best corner in this class. I know he's not as big, and um, but, man, the competitive nature and, uh, you know, the athleticism. I really like Witherspoon a lot. Not going to fight anybody who likes Gonzalez because he is a really good prospect and, and checks a lot of boxes at corner, which is why he was the number one cornerback selected in this draft. And, you know, we could debate who the best corner and the best defensive back in this draft is all day long, but let's check in with the Locked On War Room and see what – Q Myers, your boy Q, the host of Locked On Raiders, is talking about there after trading out a pick seven. It's really about what flavor Kool-Aid you prefer, man. Witherspoon's a hell of a DB, yeah. and Gonzalez is too. Both those guys, I think they could be solid uh, in the NFL. So I, it just depends on scheme, fit with the team. Like I said, grape or red when it comes to Kool-Aid, man. Well, I was going to say red or blue, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Keith, red or blue Kool-Aid? 
first of all, red by far is not close. And <laughs> even with the, the cornerback discussion, I'm going red Kool-Aid, which is Christian Gonzalez Kool-Aid. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> you Kool-Aid guy, Matt? Uh, not for the last 40 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably in college mixed with something a little harder, probably. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the, uh, the neon-colored beverages. All right, right, let's go to Spencer McLaughlin. He is the host of Locked on Ducks. For more on cornerback Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback, University of Oregon, one of the best pure corners in the 2023 NFL draft. Spencer McLaughlin here for Locked on Ducks. Gonzalez began his career at Colorado, finished it this past season at Oregon, and blossomed into one of the best corners in the country. He's got great twitchiness. His hip movement's really good. His ball skills could use a little bit of work. Did have three interceptions and seven pass breakups this year. He's an excellent tacker, great in man-to-man coverage. His zone instincts are really, really solid. And he's just a guy that Oregon had to have out on the field. Their pass defense struggled all year, and he's the guy who you were asking, what would it have been had Christian Gonzalez not been there? Was able to take away the other team's best receiver and severely limit him year or week after week. He's a really, really good pure corner who is sneaky good in the run stopping department. He's a really, really sure tackler and one of the best corner prospects in the draft. His stock has been rising for a reason. I wonder how Keith's other half co-host of Locked On NFL Draft Damian Parson feels about the selection of Christian Gonzalez at number 8. The Atlanta Falcons still go cornerback with Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon and I love this pick. He is my highest graded corner. You talk about a guy that makes everything look easy. Movement skills, footwork, hip transitions, man-to-man coverage, zone coverage, improved ball skills and he's a top-tier level athlete. So you're not going to run by him, but also if you do get him off his spot if you do turn him around he has the, the fluidity to get back in phase from being out of phase so you look at a guy that has everything height length athleticism smoothness he just makes everything look so easy and to pair him up with Jeff Okuda and AJ Terrell you can really mix and match your coverages so I'm telling you right now Atlanta Falcons fans this pick could really help you make headway and, and really prepare yourself to take over the NFC South. The tumble for Kentucky quarterback Will Levis continues. Will he come off the board in the top 10? We're wrapping up with the Chicago Bears and Las Vegas Raiders who traded back from 7 to 10 next on the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. I'm Joe Marino. He's Kyle Krabs. We're from the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. And Kyle, we've got a run on some defensive players here, some defensive tackles. Consider me very surprised that Kalijah Kansi out of Pitt goes ahead of Jalen Carter out of Georgia. The Lions going with Kalijah Kansi here. Kyle, I got to tell you, I'm confused. I'm really confused by this selection. I think the Lions can use a more complete defensive tackle. They had one right there in Jalen Carter, Kalijah Kansi, small 281 pounds, sub 31 inch arms. I think he's kind of a interior rush specialist. And I think Detroit has those players in John Kaminsky and even Josh Pascal, a guy that they could reduce inside and rush some of those interior gaps. I think they needed a more complete player. And Jalen Carter was right there. They didn't pick him. He falls one more spots. The Eagles trade up and get him. Love it for the Eagles. Got questions about this pick for Detroit. Yeah, I, I certainly think this is um, the the buzz around Kalaja Kansi right now is is in regards to the first step explosiveness 
and what he is able to do rushing the passer. And it is a pass rushing league. And that's what moves the needle and it gets you dollars. And you understand all that. But, and I also understand Jalen Carter has not had a great pre draft process. Right. So, so you look at it through that lens. You have a buzzy name in Cansey and you have a name in Carter who has not answered the questions that you were hoping that he would answer. But I do agree with you wholeheartedly, Joe, especially when you think about the MO of Detroit. Right. And, and that coaching staff and the ideology of that team and to be physical. And Cansey's a gap shooter and he's going to have a chance to make an impact on that front next to Aiden Hutchinson and Ali McNeil's a nice player for them, even though he's not a really dynamic player, kind of a fun contrast between those two. But I do agree with you that if you're looking to, to make a pick in the top 10 for a defensive tackle, I don't see the pathway for Kalijah Cansey playing 800, 900 snaps early in his career until he continues to develop. I think this is a third down rush specialist early on in his career. And I agree with you that if you wanted to go with defensive tackle and address a need, a player that's going to fill more snaps for you up front and be a more valuable player as a result is Jalen Carter, who the Eagles get by trading 10 62 and a 2024 fourth round pick to go from 10 to seven and jump the Falcons and the bears who felt like two possible landing spots for Jalen Carter. The Eagles, right? Number 10, they're in striking distance to make a deal like this. Get one of the top two players in the class, probably regardless of position. I mean, Howie Roseman really set themselves up very nicely for this opportunity. And we're not talking about a team that is rebuilding. This team was in the Super Bowl last year. They got a lot of that talent returning and coming back. The rich get richer with the addition of Jalen Carter in Philadelphia. Welcome back to the 2023 Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. Eight picks down. We are at pick nine now, and that is the Chicago Bears after... Moving down from number one with the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers went up to get their quarterback. The Chicago Bears now, guys, are at number nine. They've done a lot of work this offseason on that roster. So where they sit now, where the draft board has fallen at pick nine, Matt, are there any players out there that you'd like for Chicago in this slot? Absolutely. I mean, I love that if I'm a Bears fan right now, I'm thrilled that I have my choice of offensive linemen. Do I want the pure left tackle in Johnson from Ohio State or Jones from Florida? Or am I just going to grab Skoronsky, who's, you know, right up the road in Northwestern and figure out a spot for him? So I think all those options are fine. If it's not O-line, though, I think it's just best defensive player available. That defense needs a lot of work. They've done a lot around Justin Fields on offense. Um, Witherspoon would probably be my choice in that instance. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I agree. I think they should go offensive line. Listen, Justin Fields is probably the most talented quarterback as far as physical tools that the Chicago Bears have had in the last 40 years. So you cannot mess this up, right? You cannot mess this up. You have to get this figured out. We brought in wide receivers, but he can't throw the football if people can't protect him. So yeah, I think you have to invest into this offensive line with this pick. Yeah, you got to protect your quarterback. Keith, uh, which offensive lineman do you like? Yeah, I'm going to repeat, right? I'm going Broderick Jones, but I, I also, I don't mind Peter Skowronski here, and here's the reason, that this offensive line for the Chicago Bears, they have multiple holes, and a guy like Peter Skowronski, we know the length conversations, but everything profiles the fact that he can play guard for you, so this is a guy that you can bring in, and you, you go to training camp, and you say, you know what, you're going to play whatever position, we're worse at, and then you put him in that spot, and then you have a starter. With Broderick Jones, there's a ton of athleticism, a ton of upside. There's a similar amount of upside with Paris Johnson. Is there a reason you like Jones over Johnson? 
Yeah, I just I think that Jones he he's more physical. Like when you watch him, this is a big guy that yeah. move. Like he he reminds me somewhat of last year's offensive tackle, Ike McQuanu, who a guy that just had extreme punch power, very fluid. And and when it comes to the run game, we're talking about moving bodies, size and mass matters, right? And and Broderick Jones has both of those over a guy like Paris Johnson. And I said earlier, Will Anderson, whoever selects him, that GM will sleep the best. And I, I think. Peter Skronsky, you could say something similar, and maybe he doesn't have the perfect projection to offensive tackle, but you know you're just going to be able to plug in a guy who's going to be, you know, ready to play early and play at a high level, even if it's at left guard. And look, uh, you got to be good at all five spots of your offensive line in today's NFL. So we'll see what the Chicago Bears do here. And the pick is in Lauren Cox on the clock with the Chicago Bears at pick nine. With the ninth pick, in the Locked On Podcast Network mock draft, the Chicago Bears select Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith Jigba. The Bears, despite acquiring DJ Moore in the trade down from nine to one, can't pass up this opportunity to add another dynamic playmaker for Justin Fields. You can never have too many good wide receivers for a young quarterback. And picking in the top 10, I felt like I had to go best player available and one that also just happened to also make my quarterback's job easier. I like the offensive tackles in this draft. I like the edge rushers and defensive linemen in this draft, but I feel like I can afford to wait and get them a little bit later and aren't in love with any of them as like a true gotta have them in the top 10 pick the way I feel about Jackson Smith and Jigba, who can be a thousand yard receiver out of the slot in the mold of like an Amon Ross St. Brown or maybe even a Cooper Cup. He might not have like top end top speed, but he's a great rounder, great, great route runner, a plug and play player who will crack this wide receiver lineup right away as a rookie and really give the Bears someone to be excited about for the future. I love it. I, I didn't see it coming when he said Ohio State. I thought I was going to say Ohio State offensive tackle Paris Johnson, but he said Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Matt, he helped out his quarterback, but a different player than we expected. I adore Smith and Jigba. I think he's clearly the number one receiver. I think he's a hundred catch a year type of player. And to be very honest, when I have a young developmental quarterback, I get greedy with receivers. I still wouldn't have went this direction. I just thought the O-line, if you're going to go offense, made more sense. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's one, tough. one thing I want to know, Keith, from you, just from a, a prospect standpoint, if you're okay you're up with your offensive line, is Jackson Smith and Jigba as good of a prospect as some of those offensive tackles we talked about? If you're just saying we, we want the best player? Yeah, I think if you're looking at it from that perspective, yes, because in these offensive linemen, they do have question marks, right? And if we're if you're throwing everything else and it's just a big board and you're grading players solely on you know just their their rankings, Jackson Smith and Jigba is ranked above some of these well all of these offensive linemen. But I, like I say, it's it's tough because you know that the help that the quarterback needs. So I don't hate the pick. And also don't love the pick because it's still you know, it's a net positive for Justin Fields, but I would rather go offensive line here. Oh, just open up that offense now, though. DJ Moore and Jackson Smith and Jigba, and, and we didn't really see what Claypool is going to be a full off season there. And uh, Mooney and Komet. Yeah, I already yeah, like right. Mooney and Komet, and so yeah, okay. So let uh, let 
let Justin Fields just uh, just chuck it. He might have to run for his life a little bit, but he, uh, he'll have plenty of weapons now to throw to. It's something he hasn't had in his NFL career yet. So uh, really interesting pick there with Jackson Smith and Jigba going number nine. And I know in the locked on war room, that pick was not at all expected. And I know there was a lot of hosts that themselves wanted to get their hands on Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, you mother... Mm. Justin Fields breakout. I wanted him. I wanted him bad. I wanted him bad. He wasn't getting to 22, though. Uh, that was the you. that was the player that I was I was trying to get with Louie to get to ten yep. to trade up for. Oh, but wouldn't have even was, gotten it. All it all works. It wouldn't matter because he's going to nine. Yeah, you had to settle for Jordan. Can, I just want to know can he can he play guard? Can he can he pass protect? <laughs> Man, well, if we I love him so much. Cincinnati Bengals. They don't need him to pass protect. They just need to get the ball out of his hands. Uh, fantastic reaction from the folks in the Locked On War Room. Jay Stevens is the host of Locked On Buckeyes, busy in this mock draft, standing by to talk about wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. The 2022 Rose Bowl offensive MVP, easy type of route runner and separator that every NFL team should want in their wide receiver room. What's up, guys? My name is Jay Stevens, the host of Locked on Buckeyes. And some people might wonder if Njigba is healthy. Some people might wonder, does Njigba still have it? Well, after his performance at the NFL Combine and after his performance at Ohio State's Pro Day, I think it's safe to say he still has it. This young man plays to a sp- top speed throughout his route. He, he is athletic and smooth while catching the ball on the run. He might be limited at the next level, but that limit does not limit him while the ball is in his hand. If you want a guy who can be a good, solid slot receiver in the National Football League, look no further than Jackson Smith and Jigba. Keith, is Jackson Smith and Jigba far and away the best wide receiver in this class? I have to say no. I, I, I understand the argument for wide receiver one, um, you know, him being up there. He's definitely my top two. But the other guy I have to throw in is TCU's wide receiver, Quentin Johnston. And it's more of like we talked about the quarterbacks, right? Upside versus proven. Quentin Johnston, he has the upside, um, you know, talking about a big guy, physical, can go get the football. Then you're talking about Jackson Smith and Jigba, who, you know, some people want to relegate to the slot, but is also extremely productive. So I like both of those guys. Understand the argument for wide receiver one. But I think that the conversation is a lot closer um, as far as who's going to be wide receiver one or who is wide receiver one. All right, let's see if your partner in Locked On NFL Draft agrees, Damian Parson, to break down the prospect that is JSN. Justin Fields gets another weapon, and it's an Ohio State receiver, sorry, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I love this pick. Yes, DJ Moore is there. Yes, Darnell Movie and Chase Claypool. But you get a guy who can be the point of the passing offense in terms of the chain mover. You could throw him in a slot. I think he can play some movement Z with his body type, with his quickness and route running. JSN brings so much to the table. One of the best, if not the best receiver in the 2023 NFL draft class. A guy that can win one-on-one and create separation for Justin Fields, and he can win quickly. Plus, he meshes well with the other three guys I just named in the receiver course. So for me, this is an awesome pick for the Chicago Bears, and Justin Fields is going to be really happy about it. All right. We are to the end of episode two here in our six-part series, the Locked On mock draft special and that 10th selection is the las vegas 
Raiders, who traded down from seven with the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles went up to get Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia. And so that means some decisions to be made for the Raiders here at pick 10. Who do you like for the Raiders, Matt, as they stand now after moving down a few spots? And, and do you like this trade now that you see who's on the board for them? If Jalen Carter wasn't for you, which apparently he wasn't for, for Q, then this is a great trade because you might get the guy you took at seven, whether that's Witherspoon versus Gonzalez. I know Gonzalez just went. Or your choice of offensive lineman. I mean, to me, that's what it comes down to for the Raiders. Now you have an extra pick in the process. I would probably go with Witherspoon because I think he's, well, I, I honestly don't know. Th those three offensive linemen and Witherspoon would all be graded about the same for me through Raiders' eyes. It is a deep corner draft. Now you have that extra pick. I think I'd go with one of the offensive linemen. Masterful by Q moving down here. All the offensive linemen there, corner. Which way do they go, Keith? I think you go offensive line and you go offensive line because of this. This is a deep cornerback class, right? And you was able to pick up some extra picks via the trade. And I think you use one of those trades to draft a cornerback. I think there's very well, you're talking second, third round. You can still find a starting level cornerback. Maybe it will not be as good as a Devin Witherspoon, but we still talk about this high crop of offensive linemen. You still have tier one corner, I mean, offensive linemen sitting right there. So I take your pick. Whoever you feel like grades out the highest, you take that offensive lineman. Q Myers up with the pick. Your boy Q, who are you going to select for Locked On Raiders at pick 10? What's up? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. The NFL draft is upon us, and the Raiders had the number seven overall pick. And right before I decided to make the selection at number seven, got hit up by the Philadelphia Eagles, who were interested in trading up. So I decided to go ahead and pull the trigger on a trade. Went from number seven to number 10. Picked up, obviously, with pick number 10 overall in the, in the first round, and then also picked up pick number 62, which is in the second round, giving the Raiders six total picks in the top 105 and 13 total picks in the NFL draft, which is plenty of draft capital to turn around, especially the defensive side of things when it comes to the silver and black. Also picked up a 2024 fourth round pick, so a little bit of ammunition for the next draft as well. So only had to move back a couple spots, still was able to get a difference maker on the defensive side of things. And with the 10th overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Raiders selected Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois. The guy is a man-to-man -man corner, a guy that will really put his nose in there and tackle. Uh, he's a difference maker on that side of the ball. At some point in Illinois, opposing quarterbacks decided not to throw his way. He was that good. So still came up with some good production, was able to get his hands on the ball quite a bit in 2023, and he'll be a real good addition to the Raiders' defense. So there you go. Devin Witherspoon is the pick at number 10 for the Raiders in the 2023 NFL Draft. So Devin Witherspoon here at number 10. Keith, you had Gonzalez higher than Witherspoon. So is it that you don't think that Witherspoon's worthy of this selection? Is it the size? What, what would worry you about this pick for, uh, for the Raiders? Can, can I be honest, Brian? There's a lot that somewhat bothers me about this. Uh, and it's more so about the, the, the franchise, right? Like, what direction are we going? We're drafting a cornerback in the top 10. I understand moving down for draft compensation, uh, but you have a quarterback situation on your hands. Um, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy G is pre presumed your starting quarterback. When we see Jimmy G at his best, right, it's because he's surrounded with a good offensive line, a run game, wide receivers, tight end, everything else. And drafting a corner, I, do, I don't know that it necessarily helps Jimmy G. And I, I just the the fit kind of it, it it confuses me a little bit, um, and I'm not sure the direction the Las Vegas Raiders are trying to go. Period, because I don't know if Devin Witherspoon is a 
franchise pillar type player. I think he's a starter. I think he's a good football player, but I'm not sure if he's that transcendent name that will completely elevate an entire defense. Hey, Matt, the uh, the the locked on war room here, letting the, the offensive linemen slide down the board a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they just are, are these are the big guys just not sexy enough for him? What's going on here? Maybe I don't quite understand it because there's been a couple landing spots here, you know, of late. The Bears, the Raiders, we got the Titans coming up here soon. Uh, the Jets, the Patriots, you know, so Washington, the Steelers. I mean, all these teams are very offensive line needy. And it's a premium position. So that might be one of my criticisms of the locked on war room is, hey, you're, you're taking no line a little too lightly. Uh, the offensive line is really important. Uh, I, I can't fault Q for the pick of Witherspoon if he thinks he's a better player, it. though. Yeah. And right now the Raiders need to add as many good players as they can. And so if he's a better player and you think you can get some offensive linemen later, then uh, then I'm okay with it. So, um, and I think I'm a little bit higher on Witherspoon than, than some others, but I really like him there. And I think it's a good pick by Q here for the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's not the talent of the pick that has the Locked On War Room talking. It's the size that Locked On Bills host Joe Marino isn't in love with. And, uh, you know, Joe, I always love Joe's opinions, by the way, when it comes to the NFL draft. He is one of the draft dudes. So um, when, when Joe speaks, it, it resonates with me a little bit. So let's go to the, the war room and see what they think about the pick at 10. How do the Raiders go with a corner here? I know that that's a big need, but the trenches are such a problem. You have your choice of offensive linemen right here. I think that needed to be what, what you did Man. with this pick. I don't know. Like, is Duke like, Shelley not the best corner in Las Vegas right now? <laughs> it's a disaster over there. I think this is a great pick for them. Yeah. yeah. Big people over little people, though. But to me, it's like best player available. Uh, Joe, just, did you just quote uh, yeah. Chip Kelly? With, with I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I did or not, but I, I think there's some offensive tackles well worth this pick. And Yes, sir. Man, do they Would you have felt better if it was Joey Porter? If the only problem oh, is like big no, people? No, absolutely not. I think Devin Witherspoon's really? a better prospect. It is a big man's game, guys, and the big men need some love too. So we'll see if offensive linemen start flying off the board in episode three of the Locked On NFL Mock Draft special. But first, more on Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois from one of our college experts, Jimmy Stein. Hey, let's talk about Devin Witherspoon. He is a cornerback from the University of Illinois. He is outstanding. Here's an interesting thing about Devin. Not everybody's going to know. You're like, how did Illinois end up with a cornerback that might be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft? Uh, he's actually from SEC country. He's from Pensacola, Florida, Pine Forest High School. And uh, wow, did uh, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, those are schools that traditionally recruit the Pensacola area really well. They uh, they miss one. Well, Weatherspoon went to Illinois, just an outstanding player. I think it'll be the top cornerback in the draft. This is Jimmy Stein from Locked On Bama. What makes Witherspoon so interesting is not only is he the best cover corner in this draft, he's the most physical corner in this draft. Good point about physicality. It's one of the things I like a lot about, about Witherspoon there. Let's see what Damian Parson has to say about it. One half of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Las Vegas Raiders select Devin Witherspoon, corner out of Illinois, and he is the most physical corner in this class. This young man plays very well at the corner position on the island, out wide, in the slot, off coverage, press man zone. He has great feet in terms of the transition and the quickness. Uh, 
uh, a really good athlete as well, but he hits like a safety. So he's going to bring that physicality. He's going to bring some oomph to this defense and some attitude. And with a Max Crosby and, and Chandler Jones, hopefully getting back to a higher level of play that we're accustomed to uh, in 2023, having a Devin Witherspoon that could really make plays on the football, but also make plays in the run game. He's a complete type of corner. He's my CB2. Raiders, be happy about this. Before we wrap this thing up, guys, uh, episode two of the Locked On NFL Mock Draft special. Those 10 picks are now done, but I want to hear from the draft dudes who uh, have got some thoughts here on the winner of the top 10 so far. So let's hear from Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, the draft dudes from Locked On NFL scouting. The top 10 here is in the books, and when I look back on this slate of picks, I can't get over the Philadelphia Eagles landing Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. What a great fit. What a perfect opportunity for him to go into a place here where there's a need and there's a really stable situation. Fletcher Cox is back. Brandon Graham is back. A couple of former Georgia teammates there in the Kobe Dean and, and Jordan Davis for him to come in and be comfortable and really develop and maybe help with some of the maturity questions that exist with Jalen Carter. What a stable operation for him to step into. Obviously, a guy that has a ton of high impact potential as an interior defensive lineman. He can rush. He can defend the run. And he's going to make a really dynamic defensive line, a line that, what, they have 70 sacks last year? They can just add a Jalen Carter? Oh, man, I think this is a phenomenal move for Philadelphia to move up a little bit and get a high-impact player like Jalen Carter. That works out pretty well, Joe, because my favorite pick from 6 through 10 is the other team that was involved in that trade, and the fact that they got the draft capital they did is part of the reason why. The Raiders trading back from 7 to 10, they get 62, they get a future mid-round pick, but then they draft Devin Witherspoon from Illinois at corner. And this is a really, really physical, scrappy dude. He tested well. And then you look at it from the Raiders' sense, and you ask yourself, okay, who's in our defensive backfield right now? And you got corners like David Long and Duke Shelley and Brandon Fakeson and Amik Roberts and Nate Hobbs. And you got a top 10 pick in Devin Witherspoon to play in the AFC West where you got to be able to defend against Patrick Mahomes and the Broncos wide receivers. And we'll see what Sean Payton's able to do with that offense and Justin Herbert. You needed some firepower in the defensive backfield, and you got an extra day two pick where I think the value in the middle of day two is probably one of the sweet spots in this draft class. So it's for me, it's the Raiders, it's the pick, the marriage of value the player, need on the roster, getting extra draft capital in an area where you're going to probably have surplus value on Friday night when you make that pick at 62. I really like the package as a whole for the Raiders and what they were able to do here in the top 10. Looking at those teams that are up next, guys. So we've got the Tennessee Titans. we got the Houston Texans, New York Jets, New England Patriots, Green Bay Packers. All of them could use offensive linemen. we got to see some offensive linemen flying off the board, right, Keith? Yeah, I was going to I was thinking about it. I'm like offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. So all of those teams man, can definitely use offensive linemen. And we're going to run into a point where offensive line is just simply the best value, right? Per taking a wide receiver or, you know, another defensive lineman, anything like that. I think so far, man, our locked on general managers, they're interested in selling tickets, man. We keep going with these small guys that are flashy. 
you got to make some money, right, Matt? I mean, that's what this is all about. We just saw Washington Commanders franchise get sold for $6 billion. Do offensive linemen sell tickets? Come on. Uh, wins sell tickets and offensive linemen get your wins. And, you know, five of the last six picks have been on defense. I think that run is a long overdue change you know, towards the offensive linemen. I would expect that to be how, you know, day three of our coverage get, digs in here quick. But we also have Will Levis looming and Bijan Robinson's an interesting name to start throwing around soon, too. Yeah, a lot of good players still left on the board here as we finish up day two, go into day three of the Locked On Mock Draft special presented by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't forget, you can find the entire special on both audio and video at the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Locked On NFL Draft, and Locked On NFL Podcast Feeds. For Matt Williamson and Keith Sanchez, I'm Brian Peacock. We'll see you for day three and the rest of round one and beyond on the Locked On Mock Draft Special, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of the 2023 NFL Mock Draft Special, your ultimate mock draft experience. For the remaining episodes of the opening round selections, check out Locked On NFL Draft, available wherever you get your podcasts. All part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.